1: Welcome to WTS Waikato, sharing the hyperlocal, controversial, and quirky stories of the Waikato region. I'm your host, Gary Farrow. Waikato authorities have offered to supplement Auckland's suburban train services with Tahuia, which runs from Hamilton to Auckland. But Auckland Transport have said no. Advocates of the service, Ewan Wilson and Dave McPherson, are asking, why not? I got them in the studio to talk about it on WTS. The name WTS, the acronym, stands for What's the Story? The show is WTS Waikato. What's the story Waikato? But in this situation, we're asking, what's the story Auckland? Why did you not take the offer of a public transport service by the Waikato region, basically? Yeah,
0: it's, it's really peculiar. So, as you know, uh, we're very proud to be involved with Tahuia and the train between uh, Hamilton and, and uh, downtown Auckland to the Strand. It operates Monday through Friday and, and uh, uh, twice, uh, twice a day and, and most Saturdays. Um, but you may also know that uh, Auckland AT, Auckland Transport, um, uh, have decided they need to revamp Uh, the rail infrastructure in conjunction with Kiwi Rail um, and that's going to take about uh, between 12 and 18 months to do the entire lot of work. Cut a long story short, Uh, a lot of the lines will no longer operate AT metros uh, and they've chosen to uh, put buses in replacement. However as part of the Tehuia governance group we wrote to AT saying look uh, we're still operating during this period of of maintenance, um, uh, which means that you know we'll go through, Papa, uh, uh, through to uh, Papakura and then through to the Strand, um, and we could actually pick up some passengers for you. Um, and you know, would you be interested in trying to come up with a solution? Um, and in this bizarre turn of events, they've decided no. Look. Uh, uh, no, no, we're not interested, we'll just put our passengers on uh, buses. And we think that's a sub-optimum outcome. Um, and we're a little disappointed and somewhat surprised. And I think a lot of the Auckland uh, travellers will also be astonished that AT hasn't taken up an opportunity to, uh, uh, to give them some customer-facing solutions rather than just offering them a bus.
1: So the figurehead
0: of this problem is basically the passenger services
1: that have shut down between Pukakoi and Papakura because of electrification that's going on on that section of track. It's been operating with diesel trains for years whilst the rest of the network has had electric trains. Was it the Waikato councils, like the regional council, the district council and the city council, that got together and sort of uh, devised the idea of hey, maybe we could stop at Pukekohe and pick people up so that they're not having to get buses, which take way longer, or drive.
0: Yeah, look, so uh, Tehuia, uh, is, um, uh has a joint management committee made up of the Waikato Regional uh, uh, Council because they are responsible for public transport. Um, Hamilton City Council, because we're a major, where our ratepayers are a major contributor, um, and obviously Waka Kotahu, who's a funder on behalf of the government, uh, and AT and Kiwi Rail are also sort of uh, sitting on that governance uh, uh, group. Um, and so our day to day governance role is trying to improve and well, implement and improve the Tahuia service.
2: Auckland the way the rail has been set up, and I'm trying to be fair to Auckland, the rail system in Auckland is that they never thought and were never asked to think about anyone but themselves and all of a sudden here's this Johnny come lately, see the inverted commas, you can hear them, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, saying hey we want to be able to use that track the New Zealand taxpayers paid for as well to get our trains in there and they're thinking but we ha- we want all the room we can get ourselves. And if there's anything left over, KiwiRail is saying, we want that for freight. And we're saying, me too. And uh, we're sort of in that position of having to try and push our way in after they've divvied up the track themselves. So they really, to be honest, they don't appreciate the problem it is for us and they don't appreciate us getting in their way, is my take.
0: Yeah, I, I agree, Dave. I mean, I think the reality is they are very... Uh, uh, Self reflecting and, and totally focused on themselves, and have this aspirational goal of going to 10 minute frequencies of, of metro services throughout their route network. And they can just see an inter regional passenger rail service by a diesel train as a disruptor to their own operational uh, 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 yeah, longevity.
2: Well, the, and, and part of the, the way the tracks have been set up and run for sort of 20 years makes it is all designed to suit their needs not anyone else's for instance there was a time when the northern explorer which is a diesel train just like tohuia went all the way into Britomart and they had fume extraction fans there along one side on the it was on the the harbor side track most harbor side one so that those trains could get all the way in there they removed that and pushed the Northern Explorer out to the Strand a kilometre away and said to us when we asked about getting in their way back at the start said oh no you can't come in there There's no, we don't allow diesel trains in there more." and they'd created that that system that didn't enable that it, it was about $700,000 worth I was told of gear they literally pulled out and threw, threw away. away
0: and I think at the heart of this one of the overarching issues that Dave and I have been fighting is that there's been no national uh, Inter regional passenger rail strategy document. Yeah. So, uh, and it's successive governments. I'm not blaming a particular government. I'm just saying successive governments have chosen to just not address the issue. And if they had, then there would have been a framework of which AT would have had to have complied with. And it would have had to have thought, all right, whatever we do, whatever our aspirational goals are for metro services in Auckland, and I think we all agree they need it, but we have to be mindful that whatever we do, we have to enable inter-regional passenger rail to integrate with us. Uh, And they haven't, and as such, they've been somewhat... Um, uh, they've they've seen they've set up barrier after barrier. Yeah, and look, another classic barrier
2: was about two and a half years ago. We had been always thinking about how we could get passenger our passengers up to the airport Auckland Airport because after commuting that was always identified as the next biggest thing that ha- Waikato people wanted to do to potentially use the train for and we are thinking okay wh- how would you do that and all of a sudden we see it literally, a newspaper article saying Pu'anui's going to have a brand new station built to connect Aucklanders to the airport so we said hang on a minute, what about us that's where, you know that air- international airport is our international airport as well, not for want of trying to make Hamilton one um, and, uh, the, and Auckland said oh well we were never Asked to think about that, we if if you want to come in there, you'll need another platform, and we'll have to build a fourth line through there, and it's uh, can't be done for the next five years because we're busy with this and that, and it's going to cost you know a oh, one million dollars extra for that, and we said, hang on a minute, but you know it's not the taxpayer has funded this railway line, not the Auckland ratepayer alone, um, and we kicked up a fuss, and we were very fortunate at the time that we had a. Transport Minister, Phil Twyford, who could immediately see the problem and uh, sympathise with us. I remember him saying to me in a meeting when I had raised it up in Auckland, and he said to me, he said, pulled me aside, don't worry Dave, we've got this in hand. And sure enough, about a year later, just pretty much just after we started the initial um, Tahuia, he obviously behind the scenes instructed his ministry to make sure that they find a way that we could stop there and we now stop at puanui and people can connect to the airport just like at auckland can but it took it took a lot of fighting and um bad blood really to to get that because they were adamant there was no way we were going to get in there
0: yes so right and and i think that's one of the unfortunate aspects is that there there is this you know Uh, numerous silos that are working independent of each other and sometimes they just don't sit down and say well hold on it should be more about what's good for New Zealand Inc Um, because we're all in this together particularly when it comes to environmentally multimodal transportation options right and so that's been one of my frustrations and I and every small gain that we get we've had to fight very hard absolutely for it. we do we, they have never once come to us and
2: said um look uh we, we could we juggle the timetable to make it a bit easier for your trains mm-hmm. to get in or anything like that uh, you know just even the paying for it in the waikato when we have a bus service going from a to b that there's a local subsidy local ratepayers pay a subsidy a, the destination and B, the origin of that service or vice versa um, pay ha- half each of the subsidy. So we said to Auckland, knowing what they'd say, we said right before we started, we said how about of the local subsidy we pay half and you path pay half because it's, it's removing cars from your your patch, you know re- reducing congestion. Oh no, they would not even consider it and they never have paid a cent. Mm. And now they, they're saying oh we don't we don't want to have staff. We have to have staff at Pukakaui. Not that they. we asked them to. And not know. that they had staff before. Exactly, exactly. as we've <laughs> found out since. I've had all these passengers <laughs> from up there, some of whom I know, some I don't, say on my Facebook page, but they don't have staff anyway. Why are they raising that as an issue?
0: It, they create these, uh, I think, barriers because it's simply easier for them to say no and have a one... Uh, uh, fit all solution, which is get on the bus for the next 12 to 18 months. The same bus think, that'll get stuck on the motorway with e- all the cars. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. which flies in the face of the entire strategy, right? Yeah. We're supposed to be getting people off the, the roads. Um, but look, I, I think at the end of the day, um, we're highlighting these issues. Uh, we have to work with AT, we have to rely on, I think, um, Minister Woods is, is particularly proactive. He helped us out um, uh, along the journey. Uh, I'm still hopeful that somebody in AT will go, Auckland Transport, OK, so we are all about transport, and we need to start focusing about our passengers and our users and come up with user-friendly, customer-facing solutions. And we've got an offer here of keeping them on trains or putting them on buses. Now it won't help every route but it would help the route that we can deliver on yeah. um, mm. and I think we should focus on It won't on even that. help
2: every person on that route no. not everyone
0: from Pukekohe who currently takes a train
2: can go at the time that we our trains are going but mm. some sure can. I know <laughs> they're telling
1: us they can and it, it was either w- the suggestion actually came from them from people in that area first not that we would say that there's a conflict happening between uh, Tomoki Mikado and Kiri in this situation, no. but this was like an olive branch from the Waikato, basically saying that, hey, you know, you've got this going on with your services. You have let us bring our train into your city. You have let us use your stations. How about we just use this one more station where people are now being um, forced onto slow.
2: Buses. In fact, the, the word we're getting is that most of them aren't bothering with the bus. They If I'm going to get stuck in traffic, I might as well take my car. And that's what they yeah. seem to be doing, from what yeah. I'm hearing. I mean,
0: I, look, I frequently try to remind my friends in Auckland, we here in the Waikato are all about helping. Uh, and we've helped them before with their water when they wanted some water. Yes. Um, so we're happy to help again with some meaningful rail connections. Um, it's a great product, Tahooia. They will be astonished and somewhat surprised at how user friendly it is. The free that, internet, that the the cafe. might be part of the problem. That though. possibly is why yeah, AT, AT is a, doesn't want, it, doesn't to, doesn't really it's want showing to. up. Yeah, um,
2: because if you hop on Tahuya you won't want to go back on an AT metro train. Yeah. <laughs> it's got no bar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ours does. <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah. there's another issue I just maybe want to highlight, Gary. Um, the uh, the down in the Waikato, when someone comes up with a bright idea to do with rail to uh, the politicians, we have th- the means through the, the working group that we've got collecting all the councils together and Kibi Rail and Wakotahi and so forth. We can have a place to discuss it, to air that, and to make sure, vote, basically, if we have to, to make sure staff do it. Up in Auckland, AT is not part of Auckland Council, and, who have one member on the board, Uh, and uh, out of, I don't know, eight or something like that. And uh, their bureaucrats run the whole show, make all the decisions themselves. That board Mm. is so high level, they don't even know what's going on. It's been suggested they didn't even know about this issue we've raised, you Mm. know. So it's, because it's a, a CCO, it's totally removed from any political influence. I've had the mayor of Auckland, Phil Goff, say to me personally, Dave, we strongly support the train. Well, Auckland Council might, but it hasn't translated through
1: to AT law unto themselves, really. Mm, Interesting. And I suppose, looking back in the past, uh, when things used to be nationalised more, the railways were nationalised more, um, the cities were um, not so, uh, you know, sort of autonomous, for lack of a better word, that they weren't standalone. it would have been it would have been fine to establish a new train between two major centres, two of the largest cities in New Zealand. For goodness' sake, yep. Um, but now that all of that has been reined back, and also it's separated into more authorities, like you've were talking about just now, Dave, um, about how the Auckland Council and Auckland Transport are but are separate entities. Um, like a cco a council controlled organization that is um that is quite loose that 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 phrasing isn't it
2: yeah well all you can do is is give them a Key performance indicators for the next three years sort of thing which is you can't say you must do this or you must do that to them um uh, but you know if you had a proactive board who had their ear to the ground you might get the at board being able to influence things in the right direction i suspect they're just a commercial board and they couldn't give the proverbial about, um, you know, meeting consumer needs, really. They just want to, there's, what's the bottom line? It's
0: financial. Yeah. Mm. And and that is, I think, at the heart of the problem. Um, and, look, uh, that would be fine if they were running a commercial organisation mm. being funded by shareholders. The reality is they exist through... Um, the kindness of the taxpayer of New Zealand and their mandate is to deliver a meaningful public transportation solution um, and uh, I wish them be- well in their endeavors to you know, complete CityLink and to, to, to improve the delivery of service but that's all about what will be at the heart of that success will be customer retention and during challenging times You've got to refocus on those very customers that you then intend to rely on once you get things up and running. And this is an easy, low-hanging fruit to fix. Take the monetary aspect away. Let's just look at trying to keep our customers happy and keep them on trains. Um, uh, That should be their priority. I mean, quite a
2: few hundred people get onto the train south of Papakura, Pukakaui and Wood at Drury if there was a station there and things like that. If they're forced for up to 18 months to take a bus or their car, how many of them are going to come back to the train and how long is it going to take, take to bring them back know. onto the train? You know, And we're offering them a pathway that will won't fix the problem fill totally fill the gap but it'll actually smooth it a hell of a lot for them and it just shows their lack of awareness of the of the government's strategy to you know support um, reducing the carbon footprint and things like that
0: yeah look I'm on, honestly convinced that post city link they really don't want to have to deal with Tahuia, and part of my uh, my my thinking is that if they did help, uh, will enable their customers to get a better result and jump onto huia from uh, Pukakoi through to um, the Strand and to P- uh, Puanui and other options, um, uh, that that ultimately our load factors onto huia will get to such a point that It'd be uh, more uh, well we'll need more, um, uh, but that will make their job a whole lot harder yeah. to convince subsequent governments um, that maybe they don't need to fund into regional passenger rail mm. so I mean look I'm, I'm just projecting but I, I get that sense yeah they need to look at the London situation where they have solved that problem because they've got
2: two types of rail in London they've got the below ground tube for all the equivalent of AT Metro there and then they've got the longer distance stations um, there's about four of them that yep. come, where the trains come in and they're now connecting those so that you can actually go through London not just stop at, a, at Piccadilly or somewhere like like that you can go all the way through, uh, and they integrate. And there's a tube station. There' a railway
1: station, you know, and, and they're trying to improve
2: that. Or in Auckland, they're trying to keep them totally Two separate. separate. Mm.
1: And again, the difficulty is the separate authorities because we've got Kiwi
0: Rail. Yep. Kiwi Rail own the tracks.
2: In charge of them, I don't know where they... Yeah, Yeah.
0: they're in charge of the maintenance and management
1: of them. So we would basically rely on central government if, say, a third track were to be built Mm. through South Auckland so that Tahuya can get up from Hamilton to Auckland.
2: And freight, it's becoming a problem for freight as well and
1: the, the conflict
2: even between freight and AT Metro services is quite big on the southern line and they've
0: approved parts of a third track but not... The whole not, way, not the whole thing. I mean, I always think of Key Rail as being an okay freight operator, uh, operating you know trains and ferries. They haven't done a good job operating um, a national strategy for passenger rail. Um, they had a strategy; it was to uh, remove it. Yeah, <laughs> and they they've simply removed it. I, I mean, I think most New Zealanders will remember how far-reaching the passenger rail network mm. used to be in this country. Um, Remember he, the song Tomaranui on the main trunk line? No. Well, you
2: can't even stop at Tomaranui now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: So, <laughs> so, you know, look, I, I think, you know, this pursuit of everything goes on the roads... Uh, is the wrong strategy. A multimodal strategy is the right way. It means that roads are important, highways are important, mm. And but rail and and other alternatives are just as important.
2: Well, you only have to look to Europe and North America at the moment, and plenty of other countries too. Rail is making a big comeback. You know, lots of countries had a similar problem to us, but you know, fifteen twenty years ago in Europe, they they realised that people it was actually better. You know, for better for your your health, better for your peace of mind, better for your stress levels, better for congestion, the environment to have more people on on mass transit like trains and they're doing it and now the overnight trains are making a massive comeback in Europe and in North America and places like that they're not just the sort of Alpine Express tourist train anymore that's a nice sideline but that's that's not where
0: where it's really developing in other countries. Uh, the fact is, we've, we've offered it, they've looked at it, they've come back in a very brief uh, letter saying it's all too complicated. The uh, Kiwi Rail says there's no platform, we don't have staff, we can't do it that's not the right answer. So have they literally replied with a letter rather than yes. discussions? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: we haven't seen the original letter but we've seen the quote from it's been provided. Well, I've, oh, I've, you've I've got yeah, it. I've got it and oh, I've provided it to that, you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I've, yeah.
0: um, so uh, we've got obviously the request from the Tahuia Working Group to AT and we've got AT's response. It's a big challenge
1: facing Tahuia. I mean, it's, it's making progress but could could Auckland Transport and Kiwi Rail's attitudes be a death knell for it eventually do you think or do you think Tahuia is going to keep going on I think I can, I think I can and everything and eventually get there.
2: I think part of the answer and you and you should jump in after me is what he talked about before you and talked about before. There's no inter regional rail strategy that supports Tahuya. We've had to fight for it as a as a one off sort of uh, standalone thing. If there was a strategy that the government had saying we support inter regional rail and this is where it fits in the scheme of things, it would be much easier for Tahuya to have no Had longevity, and for other services, and Tauranga to uh, Auckland, Napier to Wellington, um, Dunedin to Christchurch are all being actively proposed at the moment. But um, what do they? You know, what can they go to the government and say? They can't say your strategy's there. We were sort of lucky that we knew the knew enough people. At the time, and we had a very supportive mayor here, and things like that that we that we got it going. But it was a one off. We twisted the minister's arm, and he was quite happy to have his arm twisted, I must say, at the time. <laughs> but um, you know, if there is a different colour government in, um, we can't say to them, "Your official strategy says this, guys. We're helping you." You know,
0: if yeah. an Auckland have Hamilton, just have to assert quite clearly to whatever coloured government. Um, that this is important, multimodal transportation solutions, I keep saying it, is the solution for the future. And a single focus on uh, highways is the wrong model. It's got to be complementary. We don't need to be fearful of either. We need to embrace both. That's the future of travel in New Zealand.
1: Thank you very much to Ewan Wilson and Dave McPherson for coming on WTS Waikatoa. In the next episode, I plan to take the questions to Auckland. Why can't Te help our Auckland commuters? And why is Tahuia facing so many hurdles connecting with Auckland? Thank you for listening to this episode of WTS Waikato. If you liked what you heard, you can follow the show on Facebook or find it wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Free FM, the Community Access Media Alliance and New Zealand On Air for making this show happen.